LinkedIn presents. Hey, folks. Last week, I had the great pleasure of interviewing the legendary Walter Isaacson about his highly anticipated new biography, the book of the moment right now, Elon Musk, no subtitle needed, which is being released today. I don't know about you, but my friends and I have been having spirited debates for months now about Elon Musk. Love him or hate him, he is impossible to ignore. Walter and I had a wide-ranging conversation about Musk's origin story, his extraordinary achievements, and his many shortcomings. We'll have the full conversation available for you right here on Thursday. But it was just so juicy, we wanted to share a quick preview with you today. Check back here on Thursday for the rest. If you can't wait that long, the whole conversation is available right now in the Next Big Idea app. Just go to the App Store and search for Next Big Idea. We'd love to have you join our community. Or you can read highlights from my conversation with Walter by following me, Rufus Griscom, on LinkedIn. Here is a short excerpt from my conversation with Walter Isaacson about Elon Musk. In the last few paragraphs of the book, there's this wonderful moment of, of, of Musk acknowledging that he, you know, he jokes, I've shot myself on the foot so often I ought to buy some Kevlar boots. He ruminated that Twitter should have an impulse control delay button, <laughs> which is not a bad idea. Maybe Elon should have an impulse control delay button. But then you ask the question, would a restrained Musk accomplish as, mu as much as a Musk Unbound is being unfiltered and untethered integral to who he is? It seems like you think it is, you know, that his bias for action and tendency to, 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 to do things impulsively is, is, is perhaps a, a necessary piece of the puzzle for, for, for a man to accomplish all that he has. Is that where you land? Well, that's the theme and the question in the whole book is how much of a risk taker do you have to be? How impulsive do you have to be? Would a Musk with an impulse control button get rockets into orbit as fast as a Musk unbound? And there are times when things are, happen that are totally amazing because he's willing to take more risks. And of course, you've talked about, and I talk about in the book, the downside of both being a risk taker and pushing people too hard. I try to weave it so that you understand it's a whole cloth of a person. And it's true of many people that they have dark strands and they have light strands, they have risk-taking strands and they have adventuresome strands and they have uh, impulse control buttons too. And you can't necessarily say, let me just unravel the cloth and pull out the bad things. You have to understand a person as a whole. I think it's my opinion that I wouldn't want to be like Musk, but also it's my opinion that I ain't going to ever get a rocket into orbit. You know, I just, I'm not driven in that way. But it's also my opinion that we used to be a nation that was a little bit more innovative. We were more mm, adventuresome. Almost everybody in this country got over to this country and they took a lot of risks to get here, yeah. whether it was on the Mayflower or across the Rio Grande River. And it wasn't just adventuresomeness. It was a willingness to take risks. 
nowadays we have more referees in our society mm. than we have risk takers. We have more regulators than we have innovators. And that's a pretty good thing. You don't want people shooting off rockets without the FAA saying it's approved and putting on self-driving cars. We need lawyers to say you can't do that. And we need regulators and we need referees. However, if you get to be the type of place that can't build high-speed rail or can't build affordable housing in cities or, you know, can't deal with certain problems, you'll end up with an aging infrastructure and you'll end up with what was happening in the years, uh, the early 2000s when Musk started SpaceX, which is a country that 50 years earlier had put men on the moon and yet now couldn't even get people into orbit. And so the whole purpose of the book is to show how an impulsive, impetuous, and often immature person gets things done. And it's not to excuse or justify them being impulsive, impetuous, or rude, but it's how this happened and how we as a society can recalibrate a little bit mm maybe be willing to take a few more adventures to try to get to become spacefaring, maybe to take a few more risks. In answer to the question at the end, you know, a Musk with an impulse control button would not have infuriated people as much. He would not have been as controversial. But no, he would not have brought us into the era of electric vehicles, and he would not have made us... Uh, a country that could get astronauts into orbit. Uh, it's up to each reader to say, well, does that excuse this stupid tweet he did? Or does that excuse this way he yelled at somebody? My own view is, no, it doesn't really excuse it. He shouldn't have done that. But it is part of the whole cloth. And I think you got to understand that. It sounds like you wouldn't want to be him wouldn't want to trade places with him, but you're glad that he's out there doing what he's doing. I think that's a really smart way to put it, Rufus, which is we shouldn't try to aspire to all be Musk. You know, uh, after my Jobs, Steve Jobs book, sometimes people come up to me and they say, I'm just like Steve Jobs. And I'd sort of look at him and I say, why? And they say, because when somebody does something that sucks in my company, I just tell them it sucks. And when they're bad, I just get rid of them and fire them. And I say, have you ever invented the iPhone? You know, have you ever created the Macintosh? Have you ever uh, done the iPod? In other words, don't try this at home. You know, there are certain people who get things done. And secondly, read the John McNeil part of my book, too which is, yeah, yeah maybe it yeah. gets things done, but maybe we shouldn't all try to be this way. So there are a lot of lessons in the book about how we don't necessarily want to turn ourselves into assholes, but we also don't want to turn ourselves into people who can't take risks, they can't innovate. And I guess the final thing I would say on that is in all my books, there's almost the maxim that was inscribed upon the Temple of Delphi in ancient Greece, which is know thyself. I know myself. I'm a pretty empathetic person, almost to a fault. 
I care a whole lot that people feel good, but also that they kind of like me. So when I ran CNN, I didn't break a lot of things. Uh, and I realized, okay, my role in life is probably not being a hardcore executive that's going to disrupt an industry. My role in life is probably better off being an observer, a writer, a writer who talks about a Steve Jobs or an Elon Musk or a Jennifer Doudna. And those of us who write about disruptors in the arena shouldn't confuse ourselves or fall prey to the conceit that we're also in the arena. We're not actually changing the course of the human race. Uh, so I think every reader should make his or her own judgment about Elon Musk and also make his or her own judgment about what they want for themselves, their lives, and their children. And people like me, I choose kind of a balanced life. Musk doesn't believe so much in psychological safety and work-life balance. I don't think that's a great thing, but it has produced some amazing results. Perhaps even more amazing results for his... Uh for humanity than, than, than for the individuals with whom he interacts on a, on a daily basis. That's a really good point. And that's, I mean, that's a key point to understand. And Musk would say it as well, that a person like myself who cares about the humans in front of him sometimes will do things that will hold back the larger enterprise. They won't fire the B players. They won't try to cut things. And that's being nice to the person in front of you. That's being nice to the people around you because they, you don't push them hard or fire them. Uh, but he would argue that it's not being nice to the thousands of people who depend on the enterprise or maybe even to humanity. And for me, it's all about striking the right balance. He goes to the extreme, in my opinion. But I also know that people who aren't willing uh, to be disruptors tend not to disrupt things. Well, and as, as you say, it may be true that that your personality is better suited to writing game-changing biographies and books about about the world uh, than than running media companies. And maybe Musk's is better suited to running game-changing technology companies than media platforms like Twitter. <laughs> so I agree with that. I wish he hadn't bought Twitter. I. I think he doesn't have the fingertip feel for the uh, broader emotional feel that people have for social networks. But I do suspect not only will he disrupt it, but he'll turn it to his original vision of X.com, and it'll be really hardcore. And we'll have a lot of people posting content and getting paid for it. But, you know, if he asked my advice, which he never does, I'd say, hey, focus on the rockets, focus on AI, focus on the robots, focus on self-driving, and focus on Tesla. And it'd probably be better from, uh, if he had kept that focus, but it's better for the book and better for this amazing tale to watch where he <laughs> succeeds and where he fails. Yeah. 